Welcome to Broken Home, the only podcast so tight, I'll have you decked out in nothing but black and gold. I'm your host, Jeremy Webb, and this podcast is where we propose that being broke ain't all bad. Joining me this episode as my broken homie for the day, our special international correspondent, Mobes from Taiwan. It ain't woke if it ain't broke. Mate, I'm tempted to put just like that uh, edited phone sound on you the whole time, so you just sound like you fucking dialed into the radio. Yeah. Go ahead. Just hunting an icy cold can of Coke, fucking 14-hour flight away or whatever it is to get over there. Mm. What is the flight time between here and there? Uh, nine and a half if you're flying direct, which um, oh, yeah, now I've, direct. I've graduated broke school and I can afford the direct flight. It used to be Man, 14. I've been trying to get into this with a couple of people, but just it, uh, we just trail off every time. But like those like identifiable crossing points where you, it's like, oh, I've made it financially. Mm-hmm. Going for direct flights is fucking one of them. Or like being able to set up a flight. We did this when, uh, because I was going with Tiff, when we were flying back to see her parents for the first time over in Canada and just getting the, oh, we're going to go Sydney and then direct because that way we can dodge LAX. And I'm like, dodge an airport you don't like. Oh, living. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, there's not many airports I do like. I mean, as far as (laughs) sitting around. So you're just down to... Cutting the number down is your main thing. Yeah. Although I will say, uh, yeah. between being broke and between being uh, having two fucking pennies to rub together, I did mm. often still take shit flights because they'd be like a couple of hundred bucks cheaper, right? Yeah. And I always thought, man, if you're just sitting around an airport for like five or six hours and you save $400, it's like a good hourly rate to just be chilling in... Singapore or that's, Kuala Lumpur or whatever. I'd, that's not a bad way to think of it. Rig. I've yeah. never thought of it that way. Just I should propose that to some people. Like, it's like, oh, I've got a four hour layover. I'm like, you saved 600 bucks. What's that? That's 120, 115. Yeah. Per that's hour? It. Where are you getting paid that anywhere else? That's it. That's it. Although now uh, you go even fucking mm. bigger brain, which is this. Flight and trip back to Oz is going to cost me a few thousand dollars for, you know, mm. a week or two or whatever. Yeah. And by taking a 14-hour scuff flight, or even longer, 14's like, you're getting off pretty easy if you do the 14, save mm. money. 16 or more, um, you just fucking wreck for a day, you know? So, like, just lose a whole day of your trip, and what's the value of that? Ah, uh, so paying Close the to a couple I, I feel bucks. that just way with... Uh like paying for a half decent seat like i'm never upgraded or anything like that but uh tiff and i were getting two seats there was some air new zealand thing we were supposed to do when we went back but uh i've bailed on that to see a band uh (laughs) broest move i've done and i'm like i'm sticking with it actually i understand these now yeah uh that's one thing i still refuse to do fuck uh paying for extras on a plane including choosing your seat and i won't even do the 30 or 40 bucks for like two inches more leg room even well this one is if you get in two seats you get a good price and you get all three ah so you get a row to yourself they call it like sky couch or something so instead of having actual bigger seats you just get like one row of three to the two booking what creative fucking covid post-covid marketing is that like we cannot fill the planes so (laughs) going to air new zealand crushing it again Yeah, yeah, New yeah. Zealand leading the way. Ah, that's, a, that's uh, the first time I heard of that shit. 
Yeah, no, it's it sounds all right. <laughs> but again, you're right. It's paying extra for anything is just a holdover if you've ever had to be properly counting. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell when you go out with somebody who's absolutely never had to restrict the amount that they're paying for dinner mm. or like drinks or something like that. And you're just like, what are you doing, man? Where's... I'm pacing myself because I know I've got eight doll- like eight drinks worth of coin in my pocket and that's it. Mm. <laughs> Whereas they're just, oh, shots, you guys get the next round? Are you fucking kidding, cunt? That's like, it. I can't afford a round. One round and then I have to rely on nobody else in here leaving for eight more beers or I'm missing out. Right, right. <laughs> um, I guess you've heard being poor is expensive, right? Pardon? Being poor is expensive. Oh, of course. So, it's the most um, expensive thing you'll do. Yeah. Last year, um, I was back home in Oz mm-hmm. in November, right? Um, yep, yep. Visiting Sydney just for a couple of days. And never really been to Sydney. Don't fuck with Sydney. Whatever. In Sydney. And to save probably two or three hundred bucks on, return, on my return flight, um, yep. which was comped by the way, for the people who invited me there. So I'm like already on free tickets, but still trying to save some money to like basically pocket. Um, <laughs> Mate, this with... is the exact place you should be bragging about that. This podcast is for <laughs> that. I'm saving money on free tickets to pocket the difference. Mm. Right, right, right. It's just the adult version of, uh, you know, getting 10 bucks to go get some shit from the grocery store. It's like, yeah, it was exactly 10 bucks. Yeah, that's it. Magic. That's it. Um <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to roll the dice on a new airline. Bamboo Airlines out of uh, Ho Chi Minh City, <laughs> Vietnam. And I've uh, never heard of them before. And I'm like, man. It definitely sounds strong and sturdy. That's what it fucking sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was joking, man, it might have been a boat. It's, um, it, it did end up being a plane, but I was like, yeah, I saved so a couple of hundred bucks going through Vietnam. And what yeah. I didn't do, well, deep down I had a feeling like, Something was going to be wrong, right? That I, that I'm going to fuck something up here. But I did oh, yeah, common trade of any airline you've never heard of. Right, right, right. And I mean, yeah, you and I have been to Vietnam, right? So it's like not that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. That also Vietnam's should have lovely. prevented this fuck up, but it didn't. Right. So we're experiencing <laughs> the country still fuck this up. I save a couple <laughs> of hundred bucks. Just rip it. Just be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to uh, transit through there and then get to Taipei. My way it's home. A seat's a seat. Right, right, right. And who cares who I'm flying with, right? Really. So um, I go to the airport and first of all, gigantic line to check in, which I'm like, oh God, all right. Um, I guess that's what you get on budget airlines. It's fucking full. And um, well, We're all full. It's just for some reason they don't put as many servers on the fucking front counter to get people in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Get some more staff. Anyway. Um, I finally get to the check-in counter after fucking like two hours and the flight's in like, I don't know, 90 minutes or something. Um, yeah. Still so got to like, security. Right, right, right. But it was getting tight. And, uh, I get to the counter and in front of me, there's, um, uh, people who weren't Australian and mm-hmm. weren't Vietnamese. And I overheard their conversation because dude was getting really fucking upset so i was like you know oh i think i i think i paused the podcast i was listening to left in my ear oh, i love that you know go, oh, love that going, going into spy mode oh and, man um, i love that my 
headphones like my I got the Sony like X3s that plenty of people who listen to this might have because they're pretty mm. popular. I just love you pause it and you can press a button that's behind the power button and you just hear ambient sound control on and then it just catches like the <laughs> yeah. important sounds around you. So I can literally like hone in like I'm fucking like yeah, Iron Man. Just, <laughs> yeah, just like tuning into somebody else's conversation while just like leaving the sunnies on and fucking going undercover. Mm, right on. Like, I, like we're, we just live in a spy film now. Yeah, that's it. I turned into these um, these people having a combo or getting upset, and yeah, yeah, dude's getting upset because he does not have a visa pre-sorted to get into Vietnam, right? And then it kind oh, of dawned on me. That. I was like, "Fuck, that's right." When you and I went with Lucky all those years ago, we did yeah. send our passports somewhere, like yeah. to get stamps and shit ahead of time. And I remember it was like twenty five bucks US, and hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, oh shit," you know. So anyway, they are going berserk, and um, and the staff are pointing them away, whatever. Then I go up to the same staff, and I'm like, I've got the same problem as them. And um, she's like, oh, well, you're kind of in trouble, but look, there's one thing you can do. Over there, there's a flight center. They can do, like, an emergency visa for you. The only downside is it costs 500 bucks. And I was like, oh, my God. There it is. There goes your profits. Right, $500 on a probably like a flight that was costing like 800 bucks. So I was also thinking, man, it's at, it's priced just right, you know? Like mm-hmm. That is the cost being where it's, extorted, like, it's not Yeah, I'm not getting another flight which would be slightly more, right? Yeah. And I'm ready to go right now. So it's like, "Oh my god, all right, oh, I'll go man. to fucking flight center." So I go to flight they center. Balance also, that perfectly. I know, I know. And the clock is ticking, right? So I got a flight center. Yep. At flight center, I'm lined up behind the same family, right? These few people mm-hmm. who... Um, also, how many... Is it like mom, dad, and like two kids? Uh, I think it was like mom, dad, and a brother. And they're probably all like 40 or 50 or something. Maybe they're... Either way, that, that's like... It's 500 for you. It's 1,500 coming out oh, yeah, of that yeah, fucking yeah. family. Uh, I reckon it was a party of uh, five or six come to think of it. Oh. Um. Anyway, so I'm lined up behind them again, and flight center just straight up tell them, "Look, this emergency shit is only available for Australian citizens, so we're fucked." And then they went yep. not so at the flight center people, and I was just like, "You know, fucking TikTok, TikTok, um, get out of my way!" Just start please. humming, like, waltzing Matilda to yourself, just to yeah, fucking yeah, call yeah, attention yeah, yeah. to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the. I mean, I had the passport kind of out hot. from the from the checking <laughs> counter, right? So you know, just flashing the, yeah, flashing the coat of arms around a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, get so that they... reflective uh, safety surface just fucking pinging it in their eyes. Yeah. So I mean, I do feel bad for them. They took a major L. Anyway, I get my um goddamn emergency visa sorted out, whatever the hell, and I'm told, yep, some guy is going to be waiting for me in Vietnam when I get off the plane, with a sign with my name on it, and he'll take me through customs there and i was like what the fuck flight center this is sounding weirder by the minute all right there's no time it's literally like an emergency temporary visa where they're like we're walking you through everywhere yeah Yeah. and um right so you you make the flight or is this they saw me out i make the flight just like five minutes before um boarding closes kind of thing like i get on the yeah when every other cunt's rolling their eyes at you Yeah, yeah, yeah basically no place for your luggage within fucking four rows right and during this time, I'd looked on the Vietnam site, 
the custom site or whatever and it's like yes it does require 25 american dollars and i remember thinking like fuck yeah it was 25 yeah and we did do it ahead of time so it's all falling into place i'm an idiot anyway i would have forgot to man alarm. locks ordered that out i was just told what to do it's like get yeah. your passport I'm like, all right there you go yeah also oh, i asked the lady at flight center i'm like so what's the rub here you know like how much does flight center make out of this 500 bucks Four hundred and seventy-five dollars. Like, yeah. <laughs> good guess. Good guess. Um, I think it was a hundred bucks, and somehow four hundred dollars is going to the Vietnamese government or something. Well, you got to pay um, the guy. You're I guess. Make the sign. Well, well, that dude is a very well-paid Vietnamese dude. I think if he's on four hundred bucks or whatever. No, um, well, even paying him involves paying the guy above him, paying the guy above him, paying the payroll yeah. person to organize all this. Yeah. It's all very uh, hidden. <laughs> right, right. Um, but to cut a long story short, I get into Vietnam, see the guy with the name. Um, he kind of leads me off to another little customs area, takes my passport. And um, the thing is, like, I mean, it, I still had to line up. There was a couple other people doing something nearby. Mm-hmm. And I see him hand my passport through the window, right, to get it stamped or whatever, get it checked out. And then he yeah. also hands over 25 US and gets the stamp and then gives it all to me and says, all right, get out of the airport. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, As in like know, the guard guy who was leading you around paid the 25 cash. Yeah, but I don't even think it was a guard guy. I think it was just like a fucking flight center employee or something. Right? <laughs> it just looked like a random dude. So, it wasn't an official or anything, right? Um, he just, he just okay. handed them yeah. 25 US on my behalf. And for that collected four hundred dollars and um that's insane anyway that's my point of all this it's expensive to be poor and also i think i think i probably saved 300 bucks on that flight taking that shit flight saved 300 bucks to pay ain't your dollar it's a funny story but it ain't fucking your dollar yeah 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 yeah. and i just got the way playing with house money right and i remember i uh, was like the train where you got beds (laughs) <laughs> not that nasty but i did say to a few people i was like i'm done with countries that have a yellow star on their flag and also <laughs> if your country's official title has like socialist in it probably also i might be giving you a miss from now on i just not dealing with the the paperwork just to get in and out maybe this is um my privilege speaking but just like let me commute through your airport please i'll pay i'll buy forty dollar sandwich pay my dues just like everywhere stay. else because if i'm coming through i'm on a layover which means right. i'm gonna need to eat right <laughs> anyway, anyway. I, I don't travel enough for, or live over there where it's you're hopping from place to place via flights where it's much of a concern yeah it's like it's very hard to avoid or need to avoid anywhere that i'm not directly flying to in australia you know what i mean mm. like no more landing in adelaide on my way to perth is just not happening for me <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting hold, held up at Adelaide. Like, Ugh, the fuck you, did? you don't there. have a, a an entry permit to South Australia. They like hassle you and shit. <laughs> Flight centers involved just and hold- they're charging four hundred bucks to let you through. Just the holding up those dudes with trailers full of cans coming across the border. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hear they're doing that. Somebody was saying to me that they do that anyway. Now, like, you can't bring them across borders. I'm like, well, yes, you can. I refuse to believe that that is yeah. no longer a practice. 
No, I'm sure you can because um, it, the shit's written on the can, and I think the whole country gets the same cans, right? Um, well, that's it. It's a uh, legal tender. As soon as it's written on the can, yeah, that's official by the Australian government. What I do think has happened, though, that's kind of busted All that whole scheme. All their legislation is on cans. Aussies, <laughs> um, yeah. Why that scheme has fallen apart is people would drive a shitload of cans across the border, but now with the cost of petrol being so high, you can like never and get the cost a of cans never getting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inflation is not hasn't going hit the up. Can rebate, right? No, absolutely um, not. You see some bigger ones at like ten cents. I'm like, that's still not worth it. What's more worth it now is I'm buying a cheap barbecue, collecting me tins together, and I'm going to start fucking smelting them into shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and make what? Ingots. Uh, <laughs> no. Like, fucking, uh, I'll be making, like, woodworking shit, and you carve, a, like, a trail in it, and then I'll be pouring hot aluminium in that as, like, a like a silver inlay kind of thing. Right. Like, pretending I'm fancy and making jewellery type shit. Oh. I'm getting into that. There's my uh, like budget hobbies thing. It's just literally making trash art. Just getting like a wood carving, like a couple of chisels and shit like that, and whatever I could find together, and then just making shit out of leftover timber that I mostly take from hard rubbish. Word. Well, it's just good for man. There's a lot of wood. If you just if if you just want wood. You just drive around your neighborhood here and eventually somebody will be throwing out like a bed frame and you're just like, fuck yeah, I'll take that headboard. Mm-hmm. It's just solid timber. And you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to put that in there. Carve that into fucking something. Tiff got a new bed recently and it had a bunch of like uh, wood panels and shit that were just keeping things separate in the box. Just like plywood pieces. And I'm like, fuck, you pay 15 bucks for that. <laughs> for each one of those. And then you just put them. Didn't on even need to leave the house. Yeah. Oh, cute. came to us. There's another thing getting it. Well, back to the indicators. Like, flights are still about, like a bit above where we were as kids and that kind of thing. But like, I've been telling people that I'm officially rich now because I've got a fridge that makes its own ice. Dude, that is that's a, a milestone. I don't have that. It's absolutely swanking out. Except wow. I felt bad immediately because I went back home to Benalla to like visit the family and like, mum had one and dad had one. I'm like, oh, I'm not as impressed with myself anymore. Yeah. But then was immediately impressed again when I found out that dad's doesn't work because he hasn't plumbed it in. Oh, God. So they so they go to the servo, buy bags of ice, smash it up, pour and then just in. pour it into the dispenser bit. Oh, God. I'm back on top again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm probably Speaking on track of... to be the first uh, first person in my extended family to ever have an ice dispenser. I'm probably still a few years off. I'm climbing, well, saving. I can't I can't imagine over there getting the fucking fridge into any of those apartments is going to be particularly easy. No, the no. delivery guys wouldn't even bring it in my door here. In fact, I dropped I'm... it off. It's like it's too big, and I'm like, hey, fuck, what are you talking about? All right, because I'm out of the house, and uh, my roommate at the time is just giving me a ring, and I'm like, oh. All right, I'll come and have. A, I'll come back and sort it out when I get home. I guess yeah. I get back, and let me see if you can math this one out for me. The top of it was not bigger than the gap for the door, okay. meaning that if you tilt it on its side, you have to be able to get it in, right? Go on. 
I'm having a hard I get time there. visualizing. And I just okay. So the gap in your door that you could fit something in through feasibly, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is so big. The top right. if the top of the fridge is smaller than that, so it can fit through that gap, okay. then it means you have to be able to get it in the door because you can flip it down right. on its side and just slide it straight in. I gotcha. Even if it was literally as big as the inside of a door. I gotcha. I'm already like planning on the way home to whip the dolly out. Go in through the garage, go out the other side, take the glass door off if I need to, and like pop it in through the side of the house or some shit, because uh-huh. it also won't fit through the side gate. So I got to like go through the sh- uh, like side garage thing that luckily has roller doors on either end, which I don't know why you'd ever need. But anyway, it's so I get home, I have one look at the fucking thing, and I'm like, hang on a second, whip out the tape measure going along one side. I'm like, this thing just fits through the fucking door. <laughs> Went and got the dolly, just like heaved it in myself and yeah. just absolutely tore into the bricks on the phone about it. Right, right, right. Because we had to, like, you pay for delivery and installation, so they meant to, like, uh-huh. put it in the spot and, like, set it up for you and, like, take all the box and shit with them. And so I end up, like, just harassing them online to get that fucking payment back and then... Uh... Well, how much was the payment? This is another it's thing like... where I'm like, how much stress or how much fucking around am i going to put a customer service person through well you know, for it wasn't that much fucking around 20 bucks or something well it was more just relentlessness like i'd call them up mm-hmm. and go this has happened hey this is going on hey can you tell the driver this like i'm not dead just like arcing out on them like your friends yeah, are fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. flight center yeah but uh so i end up getting it so i get the money back for the delivery on it nice but then also make them come and get the box <laughs> like, just tore all the box effort, left it out the front. I'm like, they're supposed to take it with them. There's no way I'm getting this thing in the fucking bin. Tore it up into 300 pieces and scattered around on the front lawn. Nah, because then they would have just left it. You leave it in big pieces, uh, so they've got to, like, try to figure out a way to, like, yeah. put it in there through all the styrofoam. We got a microwave with it, and they're like, oh, we don't take the microwave box. I'm like, you're taking the microwave box. Yeah. Just, like, leave it in the pile. He's like, oh, normally we don't take these, but I'll take this one for the circumstances. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you will, man. Thank you for that. Mm, mm. Man, it's funny when you're like, you grow up as a poor person, you suddenly get some cash, and it's like, I expect to be treated the way this cash should be treated to anybody else buying this product. <laughs> and you feel like a high and mighty prick, but can you imagine somebody who flippantly could afford to buy this fridge? I can imagine you standing there, the guy's picking up the friggin' boxes off the, uh, off the front porch, and you're mm-hmm. sitting there with a big old roll of $10 bills. Um, with an elastic band around it, and you're kind of just flicking it, and um, and then he finishes up, and you just walk back inside. Oh, that no, was worse than that, man. I'm there out the front in a singlet, no shoes on, just smoking a durry, watching him fucking put up all the cardboard. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, I'm fuming, mate. And then it got even better because the dude wasn't even the dude who like dropped the fridge off. It was just some other guy who worked for the company. Yeah. But. He was apparently the other dude's, like, boss. So I'm like, he's like, nah, I kind of want to hear this. I'm like, good. So I got to tee off to him mm. about someone else. So, like... <laughs> mm. right. See how the fridge can gone. fit through this way, right? I'm like, she's there watching him. I'm like, didn't, like... I love when you get mad enough that you've got to give yourself a catchphrase in the argument. Uh-huh. Because you've got to be able to stick to it, even if you're getting mad. So I'm just there. I'm like, he didn't even grab a tape measure and measure the gap. He mm. didn't even measure it, just fucking eyeballed it and just kept hammering it home. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just tortured the poor soul. A uh, little bit, but I need to vent. I was pissed off. 
Because <laughs> I like threw me back out having to get that thing in on like my dolly that's got one tire that fucking is blown out. So I'm like trying to keep it from just tipping onto the cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so bad. Mate, I got so, to up. Got the water connected? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ice. Well, we were smart enough to pay like that extra little bit of money and you just fill it. There's a jug in the thing that's connected up to the hoses. And you can take that out and clean it rather than need to like disconnect plumbing in a rental. Yeah. Well, um, it just yeah, so I've gone backwards in the ice department, actually. I moved house late last year and... Um, Lost all your trays. Uh, n- yeah, the tray situation was never good. I usually float between zero and one. Um, but not only do I not have an ice dispenser and potentially mm-hmm. don't even have an ice tray, I now... I don't have a water filter attached to my tap, which is required um, in Taiwan to drink the water. <laughs> so, um, I think that's just a localization. It's not necessarily a step down. Well, it's like I'm getting further away from drinkable slash edible ice. I you thought know you know were mean? going to, I don't even have steps. a freezer. I'm like, that's terrible. You need that freezer. No. Actually, I have basically the first time I'm having a freezer. Um, the first, uh, the last couple of places I lived at were, uh, very small fridges where it had like the freezer inside the fridge, you know, like, oh yeah, with a little like, flap at the top. Yeah. Yeah. That, little blue flap that is possibly dire. a tray underneath with the fucking, the coil that, that just clearly visible. Right, right, right. And, um, fit fucking... usually those motherfuckers over the space of a few months, for me here anyway, where it's human mm-hmm. shit, would, um... The ice would just completely fill that uh, that top <laughs> fr- freezer compartment, right? Yeah, I don't know what you mean. The fucking cloud that you get. Yeah, you'd have like enough space just to squeeze in like a zupa duper kind of thing, like <laughs> yeah. by the end of it. And I remember one night I was um, I was like, all right, I'm reclaiming my freezer. I want to freeze more than one oh, ice bowl, the, you know. Put the tail down. Put the bucket down. Yep, yep, yep. And I got the knife, and I'm hacking away at it. And I, th- I guess I unplugged the f- fridge, because whatever. Some precaution here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hacking away with the knife, and then all of a sudden I hear, like, and I just see, like, a gas fire out of somewhere, somewhere in the eyes. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit. And... Um, I, I don't know if it was dangerous or not, but I, I've heard someone say, like, refrigerant... It's probably not good for you to breathe in. So um, I thought people did it for fun. Yeah, I suppose. But... Free on or some shit. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was not. I was not cutting this ice recreationally. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at work. You know, at work on that ice. So I just dropped everything, slid the window open, and then just cheesed it out of my apartment, which was a uh, like I don't think one it's room that bad, studio. But... Well, oh, okay. the thing is, I'm in a tiny box, you know? Yeah. So, um, just slid open the windows, bounced out, and just went and had a couple of beers or whatever and came back later. And then messaged the landlord and was like, Any excuses? Yeah, the, um, the fridge doesn't work anymore. And he's like, All right, whatever, we'll replace it. And um, obviously, it all thawed out and stuff like that. Mm. And I think it, maybe, I don't know. I'm going to rewrite history here. It wasn't me cutting away, but it kind of was, right? But there's been so much ice in there, it had 
sort of broken the broken the whatever anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Piping. I get you. Like the pipe had burst and then froze yeah. in place, and only Kinda, by getting yeah. the ice out of the way would it actually. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I tell myself throws. about um, to make me feel better about destroying that fridge and um, <laughs> dumping it on my landlord at the time. But yeah, whatever. Nah, I reckon Guaranteed. that sounds like the case to me. Sounds uh, sounds logical. Yep. Yep. I, do, I did think you were going to go like, oh, I need a new fridge, and they start organizing it out, and you let it thaw out, and there was just like a fucking can of Coke in there, and you've just hit it with the end of the chisel underneath all the ice. Yeah. It's just fucking, tss, you shit yourself, jumped out a window. <laughs> also, Come back to find a puddle full of fucking... <laughs> I, I remember, at this this place, right, this little apartment. Yeah. Um, I lived there for, in this building anyway, for about three years, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, rent was like, and what was it? I think seven hundred Aussie a month, something like that. Okay. Uh, but just to give some a, context, like where is this? Like this is in like the slightly crappy part of Taipei, so kind of right. like and the how old... densely are we talking? Like how close is everything together? Just to give people uh, a bit of a vibe. On all that. right. I mean, it was a pretty convenient location. Like five minute walk to get to the main train stations, which get you everywhere. Right, metro. Yep. Metro. And, gotcha. um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a building with probably it was four floors high and maybe ten apartments a floor, kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, and none of it was very nice. None of it was very big. But anyway, whatever. I was home for a while. Mm-hmm. But I uh, lived there a year, and then I remember I came home for Christmas, I guess, and I like I didn't want to pay rent for like the one month I was home. So I just mm-hmm. let the lease go, dumped all of my shit at a friend's house, and was just like, I'll just deal, I'll just find a new apartment when I get back, and save myself <laughs> yep. five or six hundred dollars. And um, anyway, Again, I got back. What, is, and it, you hit, what yeah. is this fucking, what do you get charged five hundred bucks for on this fucking trip? It seems to be your absolute yeah. money number. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's painful, actually. Um Anyway, I get back and I probably spent no time looking for an apartment at all during that month. So that yep. was also an issue. But I get back, I don't have a place to live. And um, I go to my old landlord, right? Yeah. Oh, and sorry, one more detail is where I was, where I was living, it did have a freestanding, uh, not freestanding, my freezer had its own door, right? Fridge freezer, oh, yeah. two doors, plenty of space. Separate systems, separate not that environments. Much ice. Yeah. It's a good little fridge you know yeah anyway we go back to that same landlord i'm like shit actually you know how i was your tenant a month ago um i want to live in my room again you know and he's like well that room's no longer available right and i was like okay do you have any others and he's like yes the one directly next to your old room i was like all right that's, a oh, bit that's weird, not gonna okay. be an issue in the fucking middle of the night <laughs> stumbling home drunk just like clamoring uh, into somebody's door I was terrified of that, dude. Terrified <laughs> of doing that. Um, it's the only thing that fucking sobers you up for a month. Is like, I've got to remember yeah. which house I live in before I can yeah, go yeah, drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I move into the room next door, which was um, slightly better. You know, it had one more window kind of thing. So moving so up. So it had one window? Moving up, Jezza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, two, two. But that, that felt... Um, that felt luxe, right? That felt pretty luxurious. And the windows were on opposite sides, right? I was in, I was now in the corner of the building. Ooh, um, same rent? 
Actually, well, I think it was a little bit cheaper. Because the guy was like, oh, I know you, right? And you didn't fuck me around for a year, so... Um, <laughs> gave me... You close to the actual price. Yeah. It was a... It was like a $50 a month discount. But... Uh, that felt hey. pretty good. That felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and then he heard later you attempt to speak Chinese it. to him, and he just jacked yeah. it straight back up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, not dealing with that level of low pronunciation. <laughs> right. But back to the freezer. The new building, uh, the new apartment had a different mm-hmm. fridge, the smaller one, the one with the freezer inside the fridge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I was thinking, like, how scuff would it be how much of an idiot would I be if I was to knock on the door of my new neighbors and be like, I want to trade fridges? And also, I used to live in this room. <laughs> uh, of course, like, what the fuck? Who would do that? So I never did. People, I would think man. about it all the time. I'd be like... Man, so many people. You're just, like, knocking on their door, asking for stuff, seeing, like, how much they keep in their freezer. Yeah. <laughs> see if it's going to be how much of an ask it's actually going to be for them. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd be laying there at night, right? I could look at my fridge, the silhouette in the dark, and be like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" And just know that that bigger, better fridge was just one wall away, right? So close, you'd almost hear the vibrations, you know. Don't even move it. Just start asking him if you can leave stuff in it. <laughs> Use your old key to come in and get it when you need to. Yeah. <laughs> See, people would definitely do that. Take their advantage of their neighbors and shit like that. Right. Um, uh, also, hilariously, here's a quick story yeah. for you. This, I'm still yeah. just like, here's the thing, though, maybe you got to apply your own logic to that situation there, yeah, and just go, is a freezer worth a window, and make your decision. Yeah, mm, just maybe. swap rooms again, and just keep paying rent for the other. Yeah, so you get your old freezer back and a fifty dollar discount, and they get a window. Interesting. Could be on a better sell. But yeah, you were going to say. I was going to say, this uh, this apartment, you know, wasn't that nice, right? And um, mm-hmm. and it was a bit weird. And on the ground floor, there was just one room, basically, which was like the landlord's room, I guess. So right. when, I, when I'd go to pay rent, uh, you know, I'd knock on that bottom door or whatever, or I'd send him a message mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to come pay rent. And um, knock on the door, go in. And he just had, like, a big computer set up that had, like, the Mm -hmm. security camera feeds and shit like that. Um, And a couch just covered in shit and fucking 400 ashtrays full of ciggy butts. And he just smoked in there in this tiny room. He doesn't realize you meant to throw them out when they're done. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just like, like, well, you're meant to put ashes in ashtrays, and you just yeah. <laughs> gets full he, of cigarette butts, just puts it aside, gets another one. Right. He hoarded two things in here, right? He hoarded cigarette butts, and he hoarded coins. So he also had, like, many jars of just coins. At least they're in jars. Yeah. I'm much better, like, I would, if he was doing it like a pile in the corner so he could lay right. on it like a fucking dragon, I'd, I'd understand. Because it's like, what are you going to do with coins these days? Yeah, I don't know. You know, you want that. They were well sorted. You know, this was this was clearly a hobby, right? There was a lot of thought put into it. It's just two different types of people in my mind. I got to know which one I'm dealing with. Right, right. (laughs) And um, anyway, guy doesn't speak a lick of uh, Chinese. Uh, Sorry, he spoke lots of Chinese. Didn't speak a lick of English. (laughs) Most of it, even. 
Right. And I, and I had pretty recently moved there. This was the story of basically the first time I met him, right? Mm-hmm. So I had met another Australian guy in my hostel, and um, he spoke pretty good Chinese. So I was like, hey, man, can you come and uh, come meet a landlord with me and maybe just look at the contract because um, mm-hmm. you could read Chinese too and just you know make sure it's all good, whatever. And he was like, yep, cool. Like, let's do it. So um, we went and visited... So we're jammed in the the, the landlord's tiny ass little fucking siggy butt palace, right? Yeah, and um, not brave in the couch. <laughs> we did, we did. <laughs> me and this guy sat on the couch, and we both we're both big guys, right? Like we're both. He's taller than me, and I'm six two, kind of thing, right? Yeah, and um, and I wasn't as chubby then, but so was he, uh, that he was at the time. Anyway, so two big Aussie guys sitting on this couch, and. Yep. The little Taiwanese landlord guys, like 50, spectacled, whatever, he's telling yep. us about the place, and I'm just kind of like nodding along and getting a bit of translated here and there. And, but the whole time, right? So we're on the couch. He's spun around in his computer chair kind of thing. So yep. behind him is a couple of monitors. One's got all the security feed. The other one's just got some whatever, right? <laughs> on the monitors. Some whatever. Yeah, some whatever. Yep, yep. On the monitors, he's got up like... 20 tabs of porno <laughs> that he's like just forgotten about i forgot to turn off um, oh that's i'm like oh Moves, you've just discovered it that's why you can't throw out the ashtrays <laughs> yeah. all the ciggy butts are fucking stuck together bro oh dear yeah yeah anyway that was like just a funny you can kind of kill thing. a man with one of those it's rock solid at this point yeah 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 and <laughs> I mean, kind of hilariously. Uh, okay, was it was it like twenty tabs, and you've seen them along the top because you can see, like that that's what the twenty sites are. But is the page that is visible a porn page, or has he got like the? Oh no, he's got chess dot com open, and then you see all the tabs. It's he's got it maximized, right? It's not like <laughs> I'm reading tab names. I'm talking about. There is... <laughs> girl and a guy slamming away what was he watching <laughs> uh i kind of remember because i remember thinking like is this common here but he was into some japanese stuff oh okay and i've told this story plenty it's um god that cracked me up and then i believe the conversation i mean it took like five or ten minutes right we we're talking about how to pay the dude blah 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 all this shit mm-hmm. And then after like all this time and a bit of translating back and forth and shit, and yep. he just spins around on the chair and sees the fucking computer screen. He's kind of like, oh shit, you know, whatever. Just fucking closes or minimizes it. I'd be a fucking... <laughs> just a real like, oh, I'll just close that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nonchalantly, like noticing and noticing it's inappropriate and then getting yeah. rid of it, but not actually feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't look, he didn't look too bad. Um, but but also kind of funny was every time I go pay rent, right? So once a month mm-hmm. I'd go into that dank ass Siggy Butt Palace pay my rent, and every time I'd be like, mm, you know, just having a casual peruse of the desktop, the the and I don't know, just like uh, sniffing out, you know, well, what tabs you got open? Yeah. <laughs> just like glancing around and shit. And um, I don't think I ever bust him again. He, he... is it like are you doing it as a joke for him? Like, is it a Oh no no! A little Sorry, joke between oh, you like, now, where you're like looking over, like, hey, hey, and, but or and he's just like giving nah, you nothing. No or... no no no! I, I, I you're I just never legit. drew attention to that incident because 
I don't know. I didn't want to embarrass him or something. Oh man, I'm I'd saying my eyebrows immediately. I couldn't not like <laughs> yeah, if he turns yeah. back around, I'd just give him a wink. I'd have to. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to give him something. No, 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 just no. to be like, it's fine, mate. Don't worry about it. That happened. <laughs> oh, this is the guy that can you know just kick me out of my ass, right? In a foreign country. Um, Look, yeah. I never said it was a good idea, but I make plenty of bad decisions, and this one sounds like it would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that <laughs> you don't get up. kicked out for that. Everybody loves a laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you catch him watching pornos. That's it, that's it. <laughs> and I did think, well, guess what? Now I'm yeah. in some uh, slightly more expensive places, and um, you just don't get sub- uh, subjected to that. You don't get the... I thought you were going to say it's exactly the same. It's like you go downstairs and it's the same room. It's a different guy, sort of, like you think it is. But he's like wearing the same clothes, same Siggy piles. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's who we give this job to. I'm now living in a place where you don't pay cash for rent because the guy isn't reporting it on his taxes. I can now do like (laughs) bank transfer (laughs) that probably is appropriately taxed at some level. Oh man, there's nothing better than like having a thing that says transfer to this account, call it X. Like it's not rent. It's like you got to call oh, yeah. it something else because they're like, yeah, we don't want it coming up as rent. Right. Just right. ever come up as your name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too good, Mate. too good. Now, there's a topic that I've uh, almost had spontaneously come up on a couple of other recordings that I've done of this that I, I think we eventually went off track for. Okay. But. Like me and Quanny in a previous episode talking about, you know, shit you get up to with your dad when you broke as hell and just meeting other people's dads, that kind of thing. And I almost had to bring up Bear on that occasion in particular because fuck me, meeting Bear was the most hilarious fucking time. Oh, yeah? Like that what? first, like rocking up and like, in, in terms of, because uh, like most of the other boys in our friend group know you, like you guys all live together in Horsham or whatever, or like right, right. Ballarat way swung back. But I'd never just for some context for people, like we all went to uni together in Ballarat and these boys were like from up Horsham way. I was over in Benalla and then came down that way. So we all just sort of fucking tumbled around together and ended up yeah. living in houses in some combination of the five of us. Right. Like three. It felt like a very natural coming together, you know? Yeah. It all and... just sort of happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then going back to Horsham for the first time, because it's like, oh, we just have to have a the opportunity to drink. Nobody's got to have a family thing. Right. And I remember the plan was like, we'll go back and like, you know, we'll catch up with whoever, but, but, and then we'll drink at the race course. And I'm like, that's good oh, enough yeah. plan for a fucking uni student. Let's go drink at the race course. And I get to just check out my mate's house. It, it did have the advantage of like, you're not going back to a town to meet like one friend's family. Right. And then you're just stuck in the town for a bit. At right. least when I was going there, it's like, yeah, we can meet these people and the, this person, turn up at this mate's house. And there was a couple of destinations, so you're not just stuck in a town that has no actual appeals. Right. Apart from, like, randoms that you know who live there, that kind of shit. Can I interject with a very important piece of context? Because when you oh, say that we travelled back to Horsham to uh, get pissed at the race course, I think... Most people would think that there's a race event and it's during the day <laughs> and that it might even be like you require a certain kind of shoe and a collar. Would Actually, you... this is midnight. Why would you think that? Midnight jaunts <laughs> down to the completely empty raceway <laughs> where we climb fences and 
let ourselves into the uh, yeah the top There's of those a, towers. The, the distinction and... there is whether or not you're saying I'm going drinking at the races or I'm going right. drinking at the race course because the race right. course is just the place. It's like, I'm going was... to Big W and I'm going to Big W car park are two very, like, yeah, yeah, in yeah. both situations, you go to the car park, but at very different times of the evening. Right. Well, in our case, it was trespass. It was potentially <laughs> yeah. criminal trespass at night, right? Um, that was our whole plan for going there. That, that's all we were going to do yeah, yeah, yeah. as adults that should know better. But it, it, oh, it was like... Classic destination for us. Oh, yeah. And we were uni students just looking for an excuse to drink at the time. So I was like, well, yeah, fuck it, why not? I was like, that's 21-year-olds uh, getting nostalgic about shit they did when they were 18, you know? Man, at least it wasn't in Benalla where... Two and a half at least it wasn't ago. in Benalla where you'd have to go back home and the thing we'd be doing is jumping out of trees into the lake where there's lopped trees. God, <laughs> fuck that. I'd rather just, like, get a fucking... Where are you drunk in the race course, Charge? Yeah. <laughs> rather than a busted leg. Dude, I remember... This story's kind of dark, I guess, but... There was a kid in our town, Horsham again, that um, yeah. he fucking went off a swing. I mean, not a swing. It was a rope. It was a rope <clears> hanging <throat> over the river, right? So people just kind of wrap their arm around the rope and swing out, let go, and right, flip into the river. Yeah, yeah. We used to, like, tie handlebars and shit from, like, people's yeah. busted BMX and shit to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a, yeah. It's Usually, a swing in terms of... Yeah, right, right. it's like a camp and swing. You just make it out of rope and something right. or just leave the rope, fuck it, whatever. Put a knot in it, maybe. Yeah. Rope that you swing on, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe a swing. Bit of Tarzan anyway. action. Right, right. And he wrapped his arm around the rope and swung out. But because it was, like, wrapped around, he couldn't properly release. And literally, right. this whole arm popped off. Oh, at I think maybe See, just I... below the elbow. Oh, fuck! Yeah, what kind of rope? It'd have to be like that synthetic Dude. rope, right? Like that like thin razor shit. wire or some shit. Oh god! Oh, so I was like, it's weirdly not as bad as I thought it was, but because it's yeah. different, it's still fucked. Because yeah. I thought it was going to be a degloving oh, no. thing. Because my mum would always go on about that. Because ah, oh, just the whole fucking arm. And apparently oh. he was a pretty well, uh, well-known footballer or whatever. And I was thinking, well, I mean, he can keep playing football and, like, every mark is going to be a cool mark, you know? <laughs> the one-hander. In the oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Ah. It's just that thing of me having memories where I've been on those swings so many fucking times in my life where you're just like, any one of them mm. just could have been an absolute been that. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, after that, fuck. that happened, I was like, you know what? I was probably 20 or something when this happened. And the guy was, I think, similar age. And uh, I was like, yeah, probably not going to jump into rivers anymore. With a swing? <laughs> uh, just, yeah, whatever. I'm still Even going. without I'm, a swing. just It's like, yeah. Any, live without it. To be honest, done it enough. There's, there's very few places where there would be a swing into water that I would really want to be in that water anymore. Yeah. Because a lot of places around here, it's like the nice swimming holes and shit. It's like, if you want clear water, there's no swings. Right. It's just like right. a fucking, like, you can sit in a waist-deep creek with some smooth rocks, and it's nice. Yeah. But, well, compared to, anyway, I'll leave that for another time. But, we go back to Horsham, and your old man just has, like, the 
classic example of like the country dad budget hobby, but just the like the best example of it I ever seen. Because first of all, to give people context, the man's name is Bear. I don't know his name. I don't know his first name. I'm not even sure he has. I don't know last his name. name. It, it like literally to the point where he lent us a dolly one time, like for moving shit around. I remember, and he's just got bear written on it in fucking like big scrolling handwritten, like written with a fist letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like apparently that's just on everything he owns, and I'm like, I love this. Just like a country town man who just has a name that is incredibly generic, but he's that's that's who he is. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I remember working with a cable dude uh, back in Ballarat. And he was just an old dude, just called Doc. Right. He's just that's just Similar who he is. Thing, like each town can have one kind of. Yeah, exactly. You can only have one Doc, and he's the he's Doc. And he was a cable runner, and he had it like embroidered on his fucking work blues. That's what we're talking. <laughs> right. What was the what was the budget hobby in the country? Uh, the fucking skeleton graveyard of Vespa scooters. Oh. Oh. Just because there was yeah. a fence in between, it looked like a property next door. That somebody just kept all their Vespa scooters at. And it was, but it was your dad who lived right next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm it not wasn't sure if like he ever keeping it away. Scooters, but I'll tell you what, he he um did see all that shit on that property next to his, including some dilapidated old ass sheds mm. full of crap. He had to have it. Just had to have it all. Let's go to the So he bought it as was. Yeah. All the crap oh on my it. God. And... I don't know how you even, like, if I was in that situation, how do you find the person that owns that? I don't know, but he did it I in, don't like, know. He did it Dude, it was bad enough. I was, I was walking hours. past the house one time, and, uh, like, it was just under construction shit, and there was a tap with no handle on the top that was just on. Yeah. Like, it's just pumping water into the front yard, and I, like, tried doing it with me hand or just anything I had on me. I'm like, oh, I can't fix that. And then just looked at the house and went, I don't know how to do anything about this. Like, I've got no idea how to contact this person or contact whoever's working on the house. I'm just like, I don't know how to get in contact with the person who lives next door to me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in the fucking phone book or anything. Right. Knocking, that's but man, I was, I was microaggression knocking on a door. Oh, of course. That, that block, Jezza, get this, right? So, mm. I think all the scooters got fucked off. He's not a scooter man. He's a car man, right? And he has he a is, lot of I cars. just love the idea of him, like, I could do something with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, he's probably still got them somewhere else, right? They've just <laughs> been relegated to a paddock and not um, the block next door. But anyway, he's got cars all, stashed all over the state, right? Just... Fuck it out. Does he have like a bag in each one? Just like five or passports? Six, five or six wrecked cars in one location and he's got locations, right? Anyway... One of them was that block next door, and it probably had, I'd say, 10 vehicles on it, right, at some stage. And again, mm-hmm. most are in crappy sheds. Like, most were undercover, right? And the block yeah, yeah, is yeah. They were surrounded stacked. by Some of them were stacked, like, three high. Right. There's fence all around it. <laughs> they like, they've got their own stacked. roof. <laughs> they were but, stacked. There was at least a, a pile uh, of scooters. It might have been. Oh, no, I'm not talking about scooters. I'm talking about cars. But, um, no, I'm talking... I'm still... Like, the scooters were like... Picture... Enough scooters that, like, if you were to blur your vision, it would yeah. look like high school lockers, just like fucking wall, uh, like around the outside of this fence. <laughs> it was an absurd number of just like scooter skeletons and just bits ripped out of them. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, 
I'll, I'll have to ask him. So now he's got a fucking... we'll, I'll, I'll get a scooter update through to you. We'll for, get the um, update for a follow up episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious now. I'm curious. Oh man, if he's but still let... got him, I want to pick like oh, if we can yeah. get a picture of that to a company. I'd love <laughs> to just a picture of the scooter fucking graveyard. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's something. Get this about the cars, right? So he moves in a bunch of cars because mm-hmm. he's got them everywhere. Centralize them a bit. Um, he's on the edge of town, so across the road. It's just paddock, right? So it's not like it's of not like you're in the is. fucking CBD or something, right? And oh, of um, course not. All of these the block, live on the, the block outside is, of town, right? And the block is completely surrounded by fence, so it should be no trouble. Get this: fucking council guy comes around one day, lets himself into yep. that into that block. He needs to check out the back fence because the back fence is like shared with some some Darrow house that all the shit's fucking fallen apart and like somehow the council's right. got involved with the mandate to fix this fence at the back. Okay. And um and while the council guy's in there he's like, "Oh my god, there's so many cars here. That's against like a city ordinance where you can only have, you know, fucking four cars or some shit on a property." And like, starts to stir what? the pot with my old man. And like saying, "Hey, you can't have this many cars." Blah blah blah, like just being an annoying fucking local council guys. It's parts. It's it's well, surely. Okay, I I get. I completely understand that councils are fucked, but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get why this law exists, right? It's so you don't have cars parked on the fucking nature strip of a house, making the area look like total shit, right? But again, this is or like operating a legal car park or some shit, right? Private block, completely fenced up, not visible from the road, and across the road is paddocks, right? It's like, who who is bad for tourism, here, Mr. How- Council? You know, who's the victim? And um, <laughs> your old anyway, man and his so, passion. My old man can't quite remember the details, but basically, he's connected enough in this small town. Yeah, got the supervisor or whatever involved, and the supervisor's like also a car person, and just told that yep. guy who was rabble rousing, like, oh, just. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just leave it. And also, my father runs a little charity where he does up and donates these cars to people who are new to their peas. So it's like, he got smacked He's a down by a charity worker in town. He's yeah. bear. He's bear in the big blue shed. He's yeah. fucking... <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the councilman got his, his what for, in a sense, like, just got told, like, just leave that shit alone. Um, I... I Maybe there was, was a compromise. I think I think some of the cars were relocated to like the other side of the town, but also <laughs> um, just just to another drop point, you know, another hidden location. <laughs> and, uh, man, I, like I the I, picture I, it being far more violent, just yeah, like I, a like the, the old man puts in a few words. The councilman's just like, oh, I understand. Like pulls his drawer open, he gets the fucking bat out. Puts his yeah. balaclava on. He's just waiting for this councilman in the fucking parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you leave the bear alone. Don't poke the bear, newbie. Yeah. I have um, <laughs> I have asked my dad. I'm like, Dad, if you pass away, like, what the fuck am I doing? How do I find all these cars? You know, <laughs> and um, you get a fucking treasure map, mate. Yeah, he's not actually he's not into cars at all. He's into fucking mysteries. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. There's a mystery. I think. Twenty years in the making, um, and he's. Were you just stuck in the fees? It. <laughs> it's just like you just get a fair registration like... envelopes or whatever. 
Oh, you just get hit up by like a credit, like credit yeah. chasing company that's just like, uh, yeah, you owe a bunch of money for leaving a vehicle yeah. just in this parking space for 14 years. We're like, just repo it, please. Just Burn repo it. these cars. Take it to New South Wales, uh, fucking South Australia. <laughs> Smelt it down for 10 cents. <laughs> Fuck uh, it, call me old man. He's still cutting steel for a living. He'll go get it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a. I, I knew a guy growing up, this is mm. when we were in the teens or whatever, and this guy was probably 40. He collected cans, right? Yeah. And, um, was he called Blank the Can Man in your town too? No, he wasn't Blank the Can Man, but uh, he was a strange dude and a happy clapper, but he, he had like just a little community uh, community shed that a bunch of us could go hang out at. And I did do for a few years somewhere in my teens there. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we would bring <laughs> coke like and shit like that. Completely fucking normal. No, it was a it's a hobby. It was a hobby thing. It was like playing war. It's a forty year old man with a shed that young boys can come to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shit doesn't fly these church. days. <laughs> yeah, I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. It's um, like you got to have. It's got to be like open front at the front of the property. Show it out into the street right. with well, like a glass window so everybody can see in. It's like yeah. he wasn't Catholic. To be fair, it's a different. Ah, right. Of course. Christian. Um, but anyway, I never got fiddled there. What I am trying to say, Jezza, is he collected cans, right? Ooh. 400 Ks away from the SA border. So he had to... 400 K, yeah, 800 K round trip to sell the fucking can. And <laughs> one thing he told me is like, hey, after you finish your can of Coke or whatever, if you're going to put it in my pile of cans, which you should, right? So I'm mm. Stan the can man, right? Ours um, was literally cold skin. <laughs> put in some pebbles, right? Put a little rock in there or whatever, and then step on it and crush it down. And yeah, um, get he the would, weight up. He would tell everyone to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when he took the holder to SA, you know, and God mm-hmm. fucking knows how this was, how he made money from this, even, you know, 20 years ago. Because it's 800 Ks. You got to pay that much petrol to make oh, 10 cents a can. Anyway, I did it by weight, man. There's a lot you can hide in a trailer full of fucking cans. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. In and out of SA, you take cans in, you take weed out. It was 20 years ago, man. (laughs) Could have been, could have been. Anyway, maybe. Absolutely was. Hiding. You're not that happy with your clapping unless fucking you got something to go with. But maybe that's what made it um, uh, economical, you know? He's seen a whole bunch of weight in stones and shit. The metal. Yeah, and just fucking the entire like aluminium processing process where it yeah. ends up costing fucking so much more. Yeah. <laughs> Not him. Not he, was take, he was taking that 40 bucks back across the border to Victoria. Bring it into our economy. Splash it Why on we're doing so much better DB. now. Heroes 20 years ago. That's just it. bumping money into the Victorian economy. That's it. <laughs> Basically, like the stories of um, Americans running border into <laughs> Mexico to get pharmaceuticals except it's running cans into south fucking australia to, <laughs> to get um, cash get cold cash yeah <laughs> just a completely legal transaction completely switching the mood of the whole thing yeah. i think i'm not misremembering there was like a paid guy who was like a fruit fly guy who would patrol the border between victoria and south australia and like oh yeah if you were going that way searched. yeah it'd be like do you have any apples and shit like i don't think so bro 
And um, <laughs> I, I'm just picturing like you, know, you got your car full of shit, you got a blanket on top, hiding all this crap, trying yep. to drive it into South Australia, and the fucking fruit fly guy pulls you up. What's, my, what's under this blanket? Fucking pulls it down. Cans. So many cans. <laughs> Uh, then he sees one he's like orange drink and he's like um yeah, yeah. Fucking... I'm sending <laughs> this to the lab I can't be letting this in just in case yeah they like sweet shit yeah <laughs> it's just that scene from the Simpsons where like Homer's crossing the border and he's just like got any fruit or vegetables and he's just, the whole car is full of a march he's just fucking br- to the brim with just fruit <laughs> and veg <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to do that just take heaps of veg Except for the fact that it's obviously the most wasteful fucking thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> but just like after seeing that in The Simpsons as a kid, just going, oh, I'd love to just have a trailer full of fucking fed and just go, oh, well, <laughs> just tip it next to him. I'm just like, thank you. Got to keep hit a, things hit, safe. A, hit a switch and the tra- trailer tailgate falls down. Oh, yeah. I've got a, it'd definitely have to be elaborate enough that I've got some sort of like mm. a jerry rig, an old like uh, one of those things they put in the back of cars for wheelchairs. Just get one of those that's like rigged up in the back of a taxi that I've yeah. purchased after it's you know, been taken out of commission. Uh, the fruit police guy, he needs to pick up every one of those fucking apples, right? That's his mandate, yeah. right? That's his job. Yeah. Not allow that fruit in, that dirty, disgusting Victorian fucking fruit. Yeah. And I'm making sure he does his job. Yeah. Everybody's got to have a Christmas day, mate, in fucking like retail and that kind of shit. You get these absolute pump ass days. The fruit man can't get off without a fucked afternoon. Right. What's the fruit man making? Tea from uh, a broken home? I don't know. I reckon he's making nothing and doing it out of pure passion. Oh, yeah? Oh, well. He just loves the fruit in this state. <laughs> and hates Victorians. To defend- Build a wall The fruit can't get through. Uh. <laughs> Patrolling the border for fucking tangerines. Tangerines. Oh, that sounded like a. You take that sentence out of con, uh, fucking context. That just sounds like I'm <laughs> dropping the biggest fucking slurs out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. So maybe reference the tangerine to... in the scenario is Trump trying to uh, find his wall. You know, maybe it's not a slur if it's. I thought you just meant he was just trying to flee to Mexico. <laughs> Mexicans are just there going, nah, no chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because you built the wall doesn't mean we're not we're taking advantage of it. Right, right. <laughs> defense oh, becomes wall. when defense becomes a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're through the walls, mate, then they're in. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Uh, I'll probably clip that last bit, but we should probably wrap it up there, man. We're getting close to this uh, hour when edited, Mark. Right. Well, uh, you weren't wrong. Did about, you have anything uh, you wanted to plug? Flying. Pardon? You weren't wrong about an hour flying by. Oh yeah, I love talking about when I was poor. It's just like mm. it's just any type of like <clears throat> talking to Tiff about it. She's just like, yeah, it's the only topic you really seem to get excited about. And I'm like, it's just something enjoyable about remembering the good bits because then you're not thinking about anything else. Right, right. <laughs> There's something about thinking about a ham steak that makes me feel disgusted, but at the same time, you're intrigued. like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just that intrigue at your own memory, just going, I did used to eat that. Yeah. How did I digest that? What is it? Ham? It's, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure shit. it comes in a cylinder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> At ham. 
few, uh, I guess all kinds of different hands. Um, where were we? Plugs? Plugs? Do I have plugs? Plugs, yes. You got anything to plug here at the end? Um, I guess just one I normally plug. Do the, I normally do the plugs myself. Like, I'll go in and get people's. But when it's not a fucking comedy mate that I have, yeah. where I can just go onto there and find their plugs on their most immediate and pinned posts. Right. It's just like, what does everybody else want to plug? Yeah. And probably the last time I posted something was like fucking five years ago. So, um, not, nothing there. But, uh, yeah, quick plug slash shout out to my company, which is going to be my vehicle out of, um, boredom. And, uh, that is Creator DB. And you can find us at creatordb.app, app. And, uh, yeah, what we do is. Is that we... the local Taiwan one or is that, uh, just saving a few coins again. Global. That's global, baby. We're paying people all over the globe to dance. That's what we do. Pay the YouTubers and then they dance. By dance, I mean they market products. It's a social media marketing agency. Yeah, man. And just like, we have to get you back on again. Actually, we're going to do another one when you're actually here. That's what we're going to do. Because right. we need to follow up on that business fucking coming to light because... That was never an intention for this kind of just so you know. He went over there to do that. Oh, I'll talk English in a room with rich people's fucking kids so that they yep. understand what English is. <laughs> yeah, fuck that's a and now that's I'm a in a successful tech startup. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we will because um, and the early days we were scraping by, and first big paid gig was in crypto, which was fucking Ugh. weird. Oh, we'll get into weird. that for sure. Yeah. We'll definitely do a follow-up. And we need to find out about this fucking scooter pile. Because if it's still there, it may even... Oh, yeah, we'll get the scooter pile update. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm off work the whole time while you're back. Right. So I may well be keen to come on a road trip to fucking Horsham. <laughs> the expose. <laughs> um, ah, I'll, I'll bring the good camera and everything. I'm not even. I'm not getting this on my phone. No, we're not, we're not going to blow this story wide open, Jezza, because it's, it's just going to... Fuel that councilman's fire, you know, that, that council guy. He's, um, we're just going to be oh, giving no. him ammunition to, to fight back He's against on my me. old man's charity. He's on to me. Yeah. I am the councilman. All right. <laughs> stuff uh, so I just usually, hang on, hang on, I'm going to do my plugs now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so last thing, a little plug at the end is just, you know, just due to the nature of the podcast and everything. Uh, we just like to sort of acknowledge that, you know, if you are struggling financially, particularly a lot of the listeners are going to be here, we might get some, uh, <laughs> but you get like a random mix of people that you know over there from like fucking Germany or America, just a couple of people and over in Taiwan, just some random Taiwan downloads for this episode alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, but for those of you listening at home here, uh, there are assistance programs for if you need food or essential goods uh financial support you can get financial counseling uh free and confidential uh that's offered by a non-for-profit non-for-profit uh and that'll help you with like you get a skilled professional there helps you out with uh you know information on your bills and things like that and the like actual financial setup that you need to be able to like sort your budgets bills that kind of thing and help you out uh, you can get all the info on that at moneysmart.gov.au. And if you're short on food, you need essential items, that kind of thing, uh, you can also go to foodbank.org.au and you can find the services that are going to be close enough to your area for you to be able to take advantage of them. And again, we recommend that people do take advantage of them. Like, don't uh, don't feel embarrassed or anything like that. Or, like, 
need to swallow your pride a little bit with it and just accept the help because we all need it. Like, yeah. it was kind of good that we had a group of us together that would sort of we got to talk more about when we were all living together as well at some point because like when we were all there, it's like someone at least one or two of us was broke, dirt fucking poor. Lachlan's yeah. a perpetual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always dipping into that. His wheel's spinning through that cycle a little quicker than the rest of us. But uh, nah, he's doing all right. I think he's in a medical trial, so I want to get him on. In I'm having him and you on because I wanted to get him talking about his medical trials. Oh, yeah. I want in on that hustle. Uh, there's something about it that's just like, man, I could. Yeah. It's, it's, man. To me, it sits in the similar vein of like when comedians are doing uh, like betting adverts on their fucking like TV spots. Like that kind of shit. I'm like, oh, maybe. Like, I got enough sort of low level conditions that I could fucking give something to go for. Probably. I was also going to say, how about mm. get you a sponsor, Jezza, and then people can also DM you for cash. <laughs> Third way to help yourself. Mate, why do you think I got you on the podcast? This is. Your banter is fucking awful. I'm only got you on here to fucking <laughs> secure the Nord VPN sponsorship or whatever it is. <laughs> um, and it. Always be hustling, but it'll always be free, everybody. This will always be free. Uh, but yeah, the only other thing that I, I think I forgot to mention on the others, but I'll put it in, uh, in post, is if you want to get in contact with the show, let us know like your indicators of uh, like any, basically any of the general topics we come up here as questions i want to hear what people have to say so like so far we've had you know what would you get if you won the lottery because just remember so many people just absolutely focusing on that it being big news on local news in a small town when it got above that sort of like 100 million like it's big news everywhere but there's lines at the fucking the tats lotto that you've never seen before right just like when it hits out in a country town uh we also had like shopping at the tip what was your best finds like when you're just going down having a great time at the tip let us know uh the email address for that is broke and home uh you can't have you know the little apostrophes in there so it's broke and home at gmail.com if you want to send in your stories your takes or just let us know if uh this is an issue <laughs> I'm, I'm submitting a story i once found a crate of old pornos at a tip oh that was like was pre-internet days almost you know yeah yeah certainly pre-fucking not pre-dial-up <laughs> yeah. it's still it's still you got to hear that modem sound yeah <laughs> that signal through the house that somebody is browsing the internet Can i put out a call I want yeah, go for to it. submit a shit house stories right you've uh oh you've ever yeah, yeah, yeah. Lived a bit close to the line you've lived in some shitty weird houses with some shitty weird things going on people oh, plenty those weird ones where it's like the light switches are fucking yeah. like opposite ends of the house for what yeah 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 yeah. i want to know like intricacies and weird shit a weird animal in your house are existing with you in the space oh man um, i got two of those straight to back to back i gotta get lachlan about his brother with the fucking iguana that used to guard his backyard yeah <laughs> i think and, his, uh, his brothers once I just, lived on a, a porch they hung sheet um <laughs> <laughs> turning a porch into a room oh hell and, yeah uh, that's top on the outside for the winter yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> i was in brisbane that, that was like the first thing i ever heard about brisbane was our friend's brother <laughs> lived on a fucking porch room that was converted there was more <sighs> than one in that building oh, of several course. porches converted into rooms 
or um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I got to get those, but also just remember we did a sleepover at a mate's place uh, in high school. Mate called Sheepdogs, plural, always plural. Uh-huh. Uh, and going to his place, and they lived next to the train line. And in the country, that's madness. Like yeah, yeah, in the yeah, city, yeah. you're like, yeah, you live next to the train all the time. You fucking uh, next to the tram lines, whatever. You're constantly hearing that. But out in the country, to live next to the tram line, like right on the train line, like. Vietnam trains where like they fold the shops out of the way of the train coming through that mm. close. And we're just sleeping in his back shed, like six drunk teenagers. And just every couple of hours, like the trains aren't going slow because they're not in the city. It's like, that's where it's picking up speed. And so just his whole house and the back shed that we were in, that's as close to the line as you can get, just just fucking rattling with these trains going past and sheepdogs just unconscious. Doesn't even notice. He's just fucking sleeping through the whole train, rattling those like angled yeah. windows that are made of glass, where it's like the six panels all at an angle. Big dogs. I can't. I can't. So we didn't talk about our shit cars. Story of the beast. Has that been told oh. on the potty before? Nah, and I've currently. Well, I was telling people about my current situation with the shit car, but we'll save the beast for next time. I'll put some notes. Right. Hang on. Because I also want to talk about when we went and got that shit car with your dad and nearly yeah. died. Yeah. That was a fucking VL Commodore. It was um, <laughs> the closest I've come to death. It's like, I genuinely think I went numb death. during that drive, just like accepting. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right we've got to call him there, man. Yeah. Thanks very much, man. We're doing this again when you get, uh, you get stateside. That's good. And, uh, you know, that's in 11 days, days, right? So we'll see you soon. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get like one or two more in between so it feels like a longer gap. Good shit, good shit. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.